The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. All right. Thank you and welcome, everybody. We have Sheila Young as our host, and Greg is monitoring, and Chanel is connecting. So we've all got, and my name is Danette Dixon, and I'm facilitating, and we do have a speaker. This is all sponsored by Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, and this is our monthly community event, and this is what this is the today's event is called Attitude of Gratitude. We do have Penn Shaw as our speaker. We're just gonna bring it all out, bring it all out, and come on, Pam. Oh, come on down. <laughs> well, thank you very, very much, Danette, and thank you to AAVL for allowing me to be here this afternoon. I really love doing this kind of thing. I think mostly because I love people and I love sharing and I'm, I will promise you that I'm going to learn a lot this afternoon from each of you. Uh, most of you know me, but I will do a very, very brief uh, introduction. I live just right outside of Philadelphia in a little borough called Jenkintown. And Jenkintown, where I live, is actually right across the street from a bar. But if you live in Jenkintown, you don't call it a bar, you call it a tavern. So I don't care what they call it, but that's where I live. But it's a great neighborhood and I love the area also. I uh, grew up in Philadelphia, but spent a lot of time in Washington, D.C. after graduate school. And that's when I became involved with ACB. I don't know about you, but I feel like the American Council of the Blind is something that kind of gets in your blood and it becomes part of your DNA. And so even though I took a few years off because I had to care for my mother as she was going through uh, Alzheimer's, I still stayed connected. I still paid attention to what was going on. And part of what I wanted to do after that season was over was to get back into things because, again, uh, this organization has done a lot for me and has made a difference in the life that I live. And I hope that in some way, even a small way, uh, I can give back. So this afternoon, while I am going to share some things with you, I'm very big on interaction and engagement. Uh, I mostly spend my time away from this as a life coach. And so working with people so that their values line up with the lifestyle that they have. And I don't know how it happened but it's the holiday season already. It seems like just yesterday, and I think that's actually part of what happens with aging. Time seems to go faster. And when I was a child, I kept saying, when is it going to be Christmas? When is it going to be Christmas? And now I woke up and said, you mean to tell me it's Thanksgiving already and almost Christmas? So we are still moving right along. It's interesting that this... Um, afternoon's presentation and our time together for discussion and question and answer is called Attitude of Gratitude. And I guess just because we've come through Thanksgiving, uh, there's a lot that we can say about that. I've got a really kind of fun title this afternoon, and you will get to understand what I'm talking about as we discuss some of our holiday challenges, but our holiday benefits and our holiday joy. 
And if we can, and if it's doable with our host, for the opening part, um, I'd like everyone, if possible, to be uh, unmuted. If you have a lot of background noise and you can't do that, that's okay if you would just stay muted. But I got a question and I need your answers. So the title is actually called It's Pie Season, P-I-E. And the question of the hour is, are you a baker or a slicer? You'll have to learn a little bit more about that. But what I'd like you to do is just say the name of a type of pie, a particular flavor of pie that you know something about. Let's see how many we can jam up in here. So and, and it could be your favorite pie, too, by the way, or the one you don't like. Okay. But what kind of pies are we eating the, during this season? Mince pie. Debbie pumpkin. Green. Pumpkin. Derby pie. Pumpkin pie. Okay. Donna Brown peanut butter pie. Uh oh. Oh, Donna. And I'm I'm Dawn that said pumpkin. Pumpkin. Okay, I got you, Dawn. Thank you. And this is Sharon with sweet potato pie. Oh boy, that's one of my favorites. Pecan pecan pie. Yeah, Danette has a pie. strawberry rhubarb pie. Mm. That sounds good. Apple pie. Yeah. Chocolate chiffon. Yeah. Chocolate chiffon. Uh, chocolate chiffon. Uh, Somebody stole mine, chocolate. but I got to say chocolate peanut butter pie. Oh. <laughs> oh. Chocolate chiffon I heard in there, too. There's a lot of pies. There's mincemeat, okay? And I yeah. heard the other day on a community call, they were talking about silk pie. Yes. I got to go look for that one. Okay, I think I might be able to find it somewhere in like the Pennsylvania Dutch country. But there's all these kinds of pies and some of us named our favorites. And, oh, my gosh, we could probably keep this going for a while. But what's interesting about that and the reason I like the theme for this afternoon, it's pie season, is because everybody doesn't have to eat the same pie. Everybody doesn't handle it the same way. Some of you are bakers. You actually bake the pie. And some of you are slicers. You're satisfied <laughs> just to have a piece of it, okay, and you're ready to go. So let me just share with you some thoughts um, that I put down, and I am reading this. If my voice changes a bit, because I got a very strange um, Braille display, it walks. So <laughs> it's moving around, and I got to move with it. But this was something I thought about. Everywhere I turn, I see the word gratitude. It's a word and a movement du jour. And with Thanksgiving having just passed, it seems this topic of the moment, it is the topic of the moment as well. And as far as trends go, gratitude is a pretty awesome one, I think. And it's grounded in acknowledgement and fueled by positive intention. Gratitude is the, I made a mistake, gratitude is the foremost byproduct of an abundance mindset. You see, during a time of Thanksgiving, gratitude is the equivalent of being the pie maker versus the pie slicer. 
Okay, so we've got these two things. Now, again, when we say versus, we're not saying that one is necessarily better than necessarily better than the other, but it's kind of the way we think about what we're going to do. Now, all you pie makers and slicers, I want you to think about your pie as, as I kind of share with you what's the difference in how does it make itself manifest in the things that we do and what we think about through this holiday season. And I want to commend you, too, for doing this at the beginning of the season because it will give you something to think about as you go away and as you go through all this. The pie slicer is thankful for the pie, but oftentimes is so focused on the how to cut the, right, the, the pie into right-sized pieces to be properly distributed that the anxiety of having enough and being right takes away from the gift of abundance. The experience of thanks becomes not about gratitude, but instead cherishing what might be lost or is fleeting. But let's look at, um, I'm looking for my spot, it ran away. Uh, okay, so the pie, the pie maker, or you could say the pie baker, knows that there is always more pie to be made and appreciated fully, and appreciates fully, not only the ingredients the world provides, but the opportunity to make the, and bake the pie. The maker respects the process of making pie for others, actually takes little um, for granted, but also does not worry if there will be a piece left of their own. Because one can always make another pie. <laughs> See, when cool. providing the world pie, those with the ingredients seem to find their way to you, often with much encouragement. So you have these two kinds of, you could call them personalities, but I like to call them styles. Because one is more focused, the other one I think looks at the bigger picture. And so when you think about the holidays, give yourself some credit. How do you function in the holidays? Are you the one who's so busy doing everything for everybody that you don't even think about yourself? Or are you the one who says, you know what, I'm going to claim this season as my own, and it's going to be reflective of me. Now, what I'd like to suggest to you is that when we get into this holiday season, maybe instead of doing some things that we only leave to the season, another way to think about this season, it could be an extension of the lifestyle that we already lead. And so we don't have to wait for whatever date it's going to be somewhere in the 20s in November, all the way through after New Year's to do certain things. And I have observed some things about the holidays that I like, but then my question is, could we not be this way all year long? Let me give you a couple of examples. Have you noticed that most people, not everybody, they're nicer during the holidays. 
they're friendly, they're smiling, they're joyous, okay? But then I'm here to report to you today that Ebenezer Scrooge still lives. <laughs> and there are some people who get as far away from all of that as possible. And I think you and I know some people who basically don't participate. You know, it's just a, as um, one of my nephews said to me the other day, he said, oh, Pam, Aunt Pam, it's just another day. You know, some people really do feel that way. But what I notice about him being a young person, he doesn't want to get into the holiday, but he doesn't refuse any gifts. So <laughs> some people just will take the benefits, okay, but they are not going to get all that into it. And think about the word holiday and what we've always thought it meant because it's, it's has its root in the word holy day. And whether or not you are faith-based or not, that's something that you do or don't do. I think you would agree that originally the idea was to take a break and to relax and to slow it down and to experience just the family and the friendships and the things like that. I don't know, but I guess as Hallmark cards got bigger, so did the uh, kinds of things we do. And many of us experience it as a hustle and bustle time. And we're getting the gifts and we're baking the pie and we're, you know, and all that kind of thing. Instead, as making it a slice of something and that it could be a slice of our lifestyle that we do for a certain period of time. Beautiful traditions, but even our traditions do not have to wait until that particular time of, of year. Um, one holiday we decided, I don't think my parents were too happy, but we were all adults, so they said we could do what we wanted to do. We didn't want the traditional Christmas dinner. So one year we had Italian, and the next year we had seafood. And I remember one of my friends um, said to me, who happens to be Italian, and she said, well, you guys are having Italian. I can have Italian anytime. I thought I was going to come over for a soul food dinner. Not this year. Okay, So we can spread this around. And the traditions are ours to do, dependent on how it lines up with who we are. So what I'm contending with you is we don't have to wait for the holidays to have the season. Now, your illustrious colleague and fellow affiliate member, Madam Danette came up with this jingle the bells, okay? <laughs> and so that's fine. If we're going to jingle the bells, then we can jingle them all year long. Because bells, and one of the things about me, most people don't know this, but I collect bells. I actually do. Wherever I go, I buy a bell, and people who know me give me bells for Christmas because bells always remind me of good news and, you know, the fun stuff in life, and they make a funny noise and, um, you only hear, you know, jingle bells this time of year and things like that. But I think that's the you coming out. That's the world getting to see the person you are when you jingle your bells. And all of our bells are not alike. And thank God they're not all sounding the same. <laughs> so you have that wonderful kind of opportunity within you. But if we're going to have opportunity, we sure are going to have challenge. Okay, but before I do that, I want to just share with you about how to make holiday living a lifestyle as opposed to just leaving it to a certain time of the year. 
And so I want to suggest to you that it within a lifestyle of health, because mental health is health and health is mental health. You put They're always flowing together. And here are some of the things that you might want to think about that make a healthy lifestyle that would also contribute to a healthy holiday, a happy holiday, one where you don't come out frustrated again that somebody got into an argument at the family dinner and, oh, you can hardly wait to get the credit card bills to see how much money that you really did spend. And there's just some things here. And I just want to point these out to you. And then we're going to come back and talk about what are some great tips and some of the things you might consider. And then we'll consider some of the questions that I was given that you wanted to talk about. So number one, as we look at our perspective on the holiday, let's think about what we define as activity. And of course, activity is exercise, but activity is what we do. How do we spend the time that we do have in the holiday season? Have you decided that you're going to spend it uh, going back and forth to the um, store and trying to buy things? And I've been fascinated because Black Friday is seven days, several days gone, but people, I was online earlier and there were still stores say, we are still having our Black Friday sale, so feel free to pop in or you can get that, get that online. And then tomorrow is Giving Tuesday. Now, isn't that interesting? where we can make a donation, which we can do any time of year, really, but a special donation to uh, the nonprofit. So there's Giving Tuesday in there, and that goes back to that gratitude piece because when you're grateful, it makes it a lot easier for you to give. So how will you spend your your activity time? Are you going to spend it trying to be the baker of the entire pie? Nothing wrong with that if that's what you decide to do. Or are you going to be the person who takes a slice? Here and there, you decide how the size of that slice. You decide whether you're going to have one or two or what's your pie really going to be like. Is it going to be a mixture of every pie that you can think of or will you just focus on a few things? It's your question. Then here's another one. Okay, this is the rough one for me, but it's nutrition. How will you nourish your body over the holidays? How will you nourish your mind? How will you nourish your soul? So we're not just talking about nutrition as physical food, but we're talking about it as mental food and emotional food. So will you spend time reading a good book? Or uh, when we were on the phone for the Friendsgiving event, uh, we talked about fun movies that we watch every year and songs and all the other things that make up the season. And please note that what I'm sharing with you, frankly, is apart from whether you're celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or Ramadan or a friend of mine, she has her own holiday. I, I don't know the name of it because I don't remember it. But what are you going to do that actually will bring nourishment into your life, even and the good food? And as you know, many of us will struggle because there's the food and then there is the food. And there are some treats that we only get this time of year. And so that's okay to enjoy it as long as you are the one deciding what it's going to do for you. Um, I heard some of those pies and I think if I could figure out a way, I would come to each of your homes to get a slice. Or how about just sending me a pie? You could do that. And so there's nutrition, <laughs> activity, nutrition. Here's one that's going to sound a little apart 
from the holiday season, but it is sleep. It is rest. Our bodies and our minds, we need the rest. We need to slow it down. We need the quiet time. We need the few moments. We do not have to have a calendar that's bursting at the seams. And nor do we have to make every social event. Um, Some of them are good for us. I don't know about you, but we've got so many going on right now. I, I just say, when will I sleep? But we have to make the time for sleep because that's when our body actually is rebuilding and getting some more energy to take it to the next day. And another one, in addition to sleep that I'd like you to consider as you look at how you're going to spend the uh, holidays, it would be your social relationships. One of the things, and, and I'm working on this, you'll be hearing more about this, is the fact that domestic incidents of domestic violence increase during the holidays. And one of them, and brace yourself because it's not a word that a lot of us like to hear, but so do suicide attempts. And we now know that those kinds of things can be prevented if we take the right steps because it can bring on more depression. You have people who are lonely. You have people stressed out about what they can and cannot do. And we need to make sure that we're helping people, including ourselves, to be preventive in nature. And one way to do that is to maintain, keep, and enjoy some social relationships. Um, The holiday parties are good. Whatever we do there is good. But don't forget that there are individual relationships that you want to tend to uh, during this time of year. Some people will go and call up someone they haven't called in a long time and just to say, I thought about you. And so not being isolated and not being lonely are things that can really help us. But you've got to be more intentional to make sure you do it. Oh, boy. Here's another one. Are you going to be the the baker or the slicer? And it has to do with stress. Stress will always be with us. So you and I can't control it. But what we can control is how it impacts our lives and how we respond. Because there are some stressors over the holidays. Any of you who were planning to travel, have a good time. Because sometimes holiday travel in its, in itself, just dealing with the airport and stuff like that, it really does get to us. And then this is another one. It's very important that during the holidays you consider how much of what we like to call risky substances do you plan to consume. They can include um, alcohol and other drugs, some legal and some illegal that you can actually think about what does my life look like? Because remember, this isn't just the what we're going to do for the holidays, but it speaks to our very lifestyle. And don't forget, some of these substances can also include caffeine. Um, they can include sugar. They can include fats. They can include oil, all kinds of things. What are you going to be consuming um, during the holidays, and what might you choose to avoid. Um, You know, and I don't know how many people in ACB really deal with this, but I do know that there are drunk drivers. We shouldn't act because some people, and I've seen in some of our groups and our affiliates, still have the ability to drive. 
So you want to be careful and also be careful about who you ride with. If you're out with friends and they're drinking and they're getting a little too tipsy, you'll be one of the ones that helps them get a, get home safely. Whenever I've been in those situations, especially in, okay, I'll admit it, especially in bars and things like that, I really enjoy telling the bartender that I'm the designated driver. <laughs> you know, so they tend to say, uh-oh. But I've never gotten a ticket, guys. I have never, ever, ever gotten a ticket. And so we begin to think in this frame about, you know, what are we doing? What are these holidays really for? Am I capturing the spirit of the holidays or am I um, just going to let it sort of happen? And I can say to you some of the things that you've heard before. So I'll just say them again for the record. Plan out that holiday. Develop a plan with its goals and values about what you want to do over the holidays. Here's another one. And we've talked about this a little bit, but it's a powerful tool. Stay active. And again, active is not just talking about exercise, but it's your schedule. Who are you going to meet? What are you going to do? You know, are you going to upset your entire routine for the holidays or are you just going to stay in order? And by the way, if I share these things with you, I share them without judgment because what must happen is it has to line up with who you are and, and who you want to be. Here's one that can help you out a little bit even on the nutrition side of the, of the food situation. Eat before you go to the party, okay? If you go to the party hungry, you're going to eat everything in sight. So watch what you do. Watch what you do. And I don't know about you, it's hard sometimes because people give you gifts like boxes of candy and things like that, and you're sort of not sure um, what to do with them. I have tried putting them in the um, in the freezer, but I'm going to prove it already. Chocolate. C's candies are great, okay? And so <laughs> don't worry, help out. I think it's the Orlando counselor. I think Sheila's on the line um, in Florida. It's doing a great candy, um, but you'll have an interesting challenge if somebody gives you a box of it. Um, oh, another one I put a plug in for here, too, is beware of um, Herbie's Giant Peanut Butter Cookies. They may be giant, but they sure go down fast. Here's another one. And this I thought was interesting. Stay hydrated. Wonder how that got into the mix of the holiday season. But when I did some further research, I found that your body can act in some strange ways if you allow yourself to get dehydrated. And so that's not something that you want to really, really do. Um, and, of course, it, it's beyond just healthy eating. It's managing yourself. Here's another one, too, that I think is pretty good, and I've been working on this, is mingle when you're at a social occasion. We've talked about uh, being blind and being people uh, with low vision. You know, what are some of the networking strategies you can use if you go uh, to any of these events? And I'm sort of pushing it a little bit this year because I decided I was going to go back to some I used to go to. But being able to talk to people and not just sit alone and say, well, I don't know what I'm going to do. But you can have a lot of fun. There's something, too, that I really want you to do as you think through, are you going to be the baker or the slicer? Make sure to know your limits. 
They are your limits, not somebody else's who needs to tell you what to do. You know when you've had too much. You know when you've had too little. So be comfortable with that which follows your limits. But here's the big one. Here's the real, real big one to my bakers and my slicers. What I want you to make sure you do over this season very intentionally, have fun. Whatever that is for you, it is for you because you have to have the fun that makes it all worth it. And sometimes just a change in mindset. For example, if you're going to go to a more challenging uh, family occasion, um, it's okay to say, you know what, I've made my mind coming here that I am not going to get pushed into some place or space where I do not want to be. I'm going to enjoy myself and just, again, make that decision to have fun. Don't forget about your ACB community family. It's a great place to, to just have fun. And so whenever you see any of those things, you just go ahead and jump right in. Some of you were talking about last night's auction. I was there for a little while, and it was fun. If it was anything else, it was fun. And so that's how we really want to be. Um, the other thing that I think I really want to share with you, too, is that as much as Christmas is full of joy, there are people who are in sorrow, and that could be you. And so make sure that you don't ignore that. You you don't want to ignore saying, well, it's Christmas. I can't be concerned about a relative I've lost. Or I, I can't. Yes, these, this is a part of you. And I guarantee you the harder you try to shut it down and not think about it, all it does is get worse. So it's okay to make that time however you do it. You may do it with some memories. You may do it with creating um, a new tradition. You may do it by traveling to a certain place. There's so many ways that you can be you, and they're good ways. So that ends my commentary on the baker and the slicer and enjoying pie season. Because I noticed that some of you have some of these pies. I got to find them. I really do. And so I wish you a happy pie. I wish you a great holiday season. If you need to give me a call, do it. If you're not sure how to reach me, um, just write to the community call people. They know who I am and where I am. Mm -hmm. And some of you I also know. And you do have my phone number. And I love hearing from you. Um, and again, thank you for the invitation. And now we're going to move into some discussion, whatever's on your mind. And yes. again, thanks for having me. Thank you, Pam. And we are going to go to raise hands now. So if you have a question for Pam, you can just raise your hand and Sheila, the marvelous, magnificent host, <laughs> call on you. Vivacious. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Connie, go ahead. Hi, can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Mm. Hi, Connie. Hi, Pam. So what really stood out to me was, uh, I think you said plan, plan things out. Um, mm -hmm. Because I, I find if I try to do everything, if I try to do the whole pie, it makes me very overwhelmed, very overwhelmed. Mm. <laughs> and so I try to do it small slices at a time. Mm -hmm. And um, that's much better um, because my husband passed away four years ago, finishing up my fourth year without him this December. 
And as I get older, it's, it's, I don't know if it's a grief or, or just the fact that I'm getting older. I don't have the energy I used to have when I was younger. Mm. When I was younger, mm-hmm. I'd go to everything. But <laughs> now I have to pick and choose, okay, what am I going to go to? Right. For, example, for example, this weekend is jam-packed. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to women's Christmas coffee at my church. And then we have our chapter Christmas party that afternoon. And then on Sunday, I'm going out to lunch with my church life group. So already things are starting to happen, but it's not every day. You know, there are some days where I stay at home and and I'm grateful for sometimes just for the silence, you know, just to stay home and listen to some nice, relaxing Christmas music and listen to Christmas stories and watch Mm -hmm. a bunch of Hallmark Christmas movies. And so I think it's important. Yes, it's important to socialize with people and stay engaged that way. But it's also important to take time for ourselves and take care of ourselves as well. Yeah, good point, Connie. And I honor you because you you have a kind of a good mixture of things too. And I honor you because you you also have some sensitivity into some understanding about. Um, with your husband having passed, and that's a relatively short time, all things considered. You seem to be very, very aware of what you do and comfortable with it. Quick question. What's your favorite pie? Dutch crunch apple pie. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Another one I got to find. Well, thank mm-hmm. you, Connie, and happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks. We don't have any other hands at this time. No hands. Oh, right. And we have no hands in Clubhouse. Now we do, Dawn. Dawn, you're muted. Yes, I'm here. Pam, this is is Dawn Brush. How are you? So good. Dawn, how are you? Good. Um, It's so, that was. Um, a very uplifting talk. You know, I'm not a good slicer. I, I don't, I usually let somebody else do the slicing because I, I'm not a good slicer like cake or bars or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, mm-hmm. I kind of want to be the baker. Um, <laughs> but thank you for um, those, those comments. And um, uh, Saturday, um, I'm in a, where my dad lives is a small town and they had um small business Saturday. Well, okay. Here there's no public transportation and you know um I have a guide dog but I'm 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 just not real good about getting out and and walking where I want to go. So I I tried to find some people who maybe would go to uptown with me to some of the stores and mm-hmm. um, vendor places and didn't really find anybody. So I thought, all right, I'm going by myself. So my dad drove me uptown and I I just went to a couple of businesses, didn't take my guide dog because some of the stores are so full, I wouldn't dare take her wagon or tail. Mm. And um, <laughs> anyway, um. And as I was in different places, I met different people and, um, you know, did a little shopping and a lady offered to give me a ride home, which led to us going to um, a vendor fair where I met somebody that I wanted to meet up with, where I had bought some um, lip gloss from her last year. So it worked out great. And I was telling a friend that as blind people, 
oftentimes it it sometimes would be easier just to stay home but in order to socialize to meet people whatever we have got to be the one to um do that for ourselves because other people um they don't always think that maybe dawn would like to go someplace they decide on the on the you know on the last last second to go so they don't think about asking anybody else and you can't um feel bad about that um so it's just one of those things um if you want to do something be prepared to do it by yourself and you'd be surprised what positive things come out of it (laughs) yeah you you make some very good points dawn because the, the the challenge for so many of us is that we don't necessarily have to do it all the time and in every day and in every situation, but we can create a balance with which we are comfortable. Some days I don't feel up to it. That's right. You know, and other days I'm, I'm, I'm right on it. And the other thing is that if it's something you really want to do, don't deprive yourself. You know, depriving ourselves, whether we're talking about uh, dieting or dancing or exercise generally leads us into a place that's not so good. So even if it's not your favorite thing to do, put it in there. And maybe that's the one thing that you will do this holiday season where you're going to go out and be adventurous or something like that. You know, still check on where you're going, know what's happening because you don't want to get into a mess, but give yourself permission to be you. Yes. And I think, Dawn, don't you think that that's what it boils down to at the end of the day? Do you? I do. And I think we do deprive ourselves of that because, mm-hmm. you know, some days it's enough to, um, well, just be in society as a blind person. You know, we're, many of us, um, we still have to ourselves sometimes mm. I don't like you know I don't like to really say that but it's kind of okay true. and so um yeah if you want to do something then um think about it and do it yeah. Dawn let me tell you a quick story a number of years ago a lot of my friends were getting married okay some of them got married because they wanted to have a wedding and so I said well I don't want to get married just for that but I know what I can do. I don't have to have get married. But what my issue was, I wanted to go on my honeymoon. So I, without getting married, took my dream honeymoon, which was a cruise of the Hawaiian Islands. Now, a lot of my friends thought I had lost my mind. And even to this day, people say, you sure you didn't get married and went on your honeymoon? I never read where it said you had to get married to go on your honeymoon. So I went on that trip, and the point of the trip was basically I went by myself. But I met more people, mm-hmm. and I think I had more fun than if I had gone with somebody. So, yes, Pam went on her honeymoon without a husband. But it was something important to me, and I liked it. Good for you. <laughs> well, and thank you, and it's um, the best of holidays to you. Okay, thank you. Thank and I'm you so going much. to enjoy as much pumpkin as I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
All right. You know, since there's no hands, since I'm the facilitator, I can talk. I'm not the host. So I'm yes. the we, do have, we, we do have a hand. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Debbie. Hey, this is Debbie Green. Um, Hi, Debbie think, Green. Hey, Pam. <laughs> uh, we think you're going to get away with it. She is the vice chair <laughs> of our mental health and wellness committee. <laughs> Thanks for coming, Debbie. You're welcome, Pam. Thanks for your comments. Great stuff. One of the things that I have done that has been real meaningful for me is to, instead of me, um, you know, feeling sorry for myself that maybe I'm not getting the right invitations to go places, I've decided uh, I'm going to decide who I would really like to hang out with on a given holiday and then invite those people to my place. <laughs> so, so that's what I did over Thanksgiving. There's a family, they don't go to our church anymore, but there there mm-hmm. is a, a couple and an adult child. And I just called and said, Hey, what are you guys doing? And they said, Well, we're not doing anything. I said, Well, why don't you come on over? So <laughs> we we shared food and I uh, pulled out my uh new game guys hand-to-hand wombat. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's perfect for a blind person to play. So we hmm. gathered around and, and played a played a couple couple rounds of that. And then my friend Kathy and I went out for a nice long walk. It was a beautiful day. And so sometimes, like you all are saying, um, you can kind of make it happen yourself. And that's one of the mm-hmm. ways to do it: just invite people over to I your like place. I like that idea. I like that idea. Thanks. As long as they go home at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm to have a pie. <laughs> thank you. Hey, your favorite pie is Derby. Which Derby, Derby pie. pie? It's kind hmm. of like a, a chocolate pecan, if you can imagine that. It's very popular hmm. in Kentucky and hmm. um, it's fabulous. Ah, I got it like Derby Horse Derby. Okay, got it. There you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Any more hands, Sheila? No, ma'am. Okay, so I will share a story. I just got back from visiting my sisters in Montana. And they didn't really do things for me, but they watched me do things and told me that I would showed me like like made sure that I go a little left to the bathroom, a little right to the bedroom mm-hmm. and such. So they didn't really do things for me, but I appreciated them watching me do things and and telling me like little left little more to the left or a little more to the right. Mm-hmm. And I thanked them for that, which I thought was very right. important. And right. like when we walked through the mall, one sister was in front, me and my Mr. Mayor were in the middle and my fourth sister was behind us so we were like a a line and it was funny because people were watching and they'd step aside and let us go because they wanted to watch my Mr. Mayor but the part that on my question would be they wanted to talk about my dad they still struggle with him what he did he um, had committed suicide um, the beginning of COVID, and they still struggle with that. And part of the struggle is growing up is how ha- things happened. And I don't remember anything that they were talking about. I don't remember that. Either my mom had sheltered me from what they were talking about, what what they saw, but I don't remember that. And I want I wanted to try to help them through that, but I didn't. I just let them talk. How, mm-hmm. w- how would I do that? 
I mean, is it good just to let them talk? How would I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. One of the greatest skills that you can ever develop is listening skills. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, in, in this world in which we live, and I can say it because I talk a lot. You know, I run my mouth all the time. I mean, I've talked to myself to sleep, you know, that kind of thing. And there's a lot of emphasis, as all there should be, you know, on public speaking and things like that. But when you really talk about helping people, it it begins with listening. Because until you listen, and if you listen to people carefully, they will actually tell you what they're looking for, what they need. Um when I was in private practice in therapy, a lot of people would come in and they'd say, okay, well, tell me what's wrong with me and tell me this. And tell, I tell them, wait, I just met you. You are the expert in this room. And so let's hear what you have to say. And active listening doesn't mean you just sort of listen and say, oh, and not you can participate in active listening, but you always want to, I think, Danette, is be your authentic self. If you don't have memories of those things, you may not need memories of those things to help your sisters cope because that's what they're asking for. They want to cope. As some people say, they want to make peace with all of this. They want to know what they can do with it, you know, and I don't know your particular situation, but sometimes there's a shift in the conversation where if it's all negative and sometimes you just ask a direct question. Anybody know anything good about daddy? You you know what I'm saying, that kind of thing. (laughs) But I think that the act of listening and letting people know that you're listening is is just really helpful. And frankly, that's what most of us actually long for, is Mm -hmm. just to be heard. So thanks for your question. Is there a way that I can help them through this? I mean, this was four years ago, and they're basically still struggling with it. Um, well, a couple things right there. Number one, can't give you really, really advice because we don't want to break the rules here. We want to stay in line with the policy. Yeah. But what I can say is that sometimes when you're wondering what you can do with people, this is, doesn't always work, but sometimes ask them what they want. Mm. You know, you, you, you can ask people, what is yeah. it? And the same question you just asked, what is it I can do? You know, and and sometimes people, listen, people will say, I'm not really sure, but maybe they'll just say, I just still need to talk about it. So you want to be ready on that listening side and you want to be ready with who you are. And the other thing is to always remember this, and um, I am um, certified in uh, grief coaching. Mm -hmm. Some people think that when you have a loss, there's going to come a day where it won't hurt anymore or where you won't think about it anymore, okay? Uh, And I'll speak from my own personal experience. Pam, you're muted. Somebody muted me because I didn't touch anything. It was it was me accidentally. <laughs> Somebody had some background noise and I was trying to mute them. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> Any excuse. I but promise. anyway, you know, mourning doesn't have a cutoff date. Yeah. When you've been close to someone, it doesn't have that. 
And so they may mourn, but it's how they mourn and it's how it impacts upon their lives. But I think the conversation and the fact that you care, I think they will find that touching. So it's okay. It's okay. okay. Thank you for that question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any more hands, Sheila? No, ma'am. Okay. Um, um, I do have a, uh, I have my own question. Can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. I am always very, very curious about what are some of your, I call them personal traditions, just things you do as a tradition of your holiday season that seem to mean so much to you. How do you, in other words, Miss Danette and others, how do you <laughs> jingle your bells? <laughs> You know, for me, like in the, in the, in the, um, when people are preparing the food, like the turkey, the potatoes and everything, mm -hmm, when mm -hmm. people are preparing the food, I want to be in there helping. Like, even if that is just standing at the edge of the, of the kitchen, visiting with them, or if it's doing, mm -hmm. I don't mind doing dishes. If it's doing the dishes, I don't mind. I am involved doing, helping them. And my friend, if I'm not spending time with my family, I go to her house. That's where I'm expected to be. And boy, if I'm not her son, six foot son, fronts. <laughs> son will come get me and all right and so because i do that and i make that choice to do that um mm -hmm. i'm involved and i and i get to come every year we had another friend come the first year and she sat on her behind the entire time and her family had told like the mom mm -hmm. that don't invite her anymore she she doesn't participate well I did, so I, I, I'm in every year. <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> you you don't have to worry about that no, invitation. No. Yeah, and and I think sometimes it's like the little things. A couple of the right. um, radio stations in the area have already started playing their Christmas music, and I like turning that music on because it gets me in the spirit, and I enjoy it. Another one of my personal traditions is um, uh, the first Sunday in December, which is this. Uh, Sunday coming up, mm -hmm. I go to hear the Messiah. That's one of my mm -hmm. little personal traditions. I don't worry about somebody going with me or taking me. You're welcome, but that's my little tradition. Mm -hmm. Anybody else with personal traditions they want to share? Connie's got her hand raised. Hold on. I'm, 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 Hi, Miss Connie. <laughs> Hi again. So mm -hmm. I have a I have a couple of uh, personal traditions, uh, well, whatever you call it, personal traditions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So Sometimes I invite a friend over either during the holidays or after the holidays and we do our special Christmas thing and we, we, we usually order something from DoorDash and have a special meal together and listen to Christmas mm. music and sing along. Another mm -hmm. tradition I keep is every year the Sacramento Chorals, Choral Society and Orchestra has a concert during the holidays called Home for the Holidays. And so last mm. year, I invited a friend from church to come with me, and I gave her her ticket as a Christmas present. And I'm doing the same thing this year. So basically, even though I, my husband's not here to celebrate the holidays, and it's challenging because he loved Christmas and he loved singing, you know, mm -hmm. singing the songs and everything, I try to stay engaged, not just to go to the Christmas parties, but like you say, spend time individually with people and mm -hmm. um you know, just treasure those friendships. That fits who you are, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. 
Thanks. All right. Thank you've you. Got, you've got 10 minutes, Danette. Um, Dawn. Thank you. Yes, this year for Thanksgiving, as most of you probably know, um, the dog show is on. Oh, um, yeah. On after NBC. The yeah. Yes, after the parade. And it seems like um, when we go someplace for dinner, um, you know, I always maybe start watching it, but, you know, just can't just sit and watch it. So this year, um, my dad and I didn't have any plans until Friday. So I was able to watch that dog show at my heart's content. And it was very happy to be, you know, um, with, with my dad and our and the three dogs for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And then I made a little, um, I made a small dinner for us. And, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, it's it's just fun to think about what, what did we do in the past when we had maybe more the grandmas or aunts and uncles and cousins. And um, when you're an only child, you know, I do often look around and say, oh, my goodness, my friend has, you know, four kids and eight grandkids. And, and when you're alone, sometimes you do have to think of um, other possibilities. And... Um, Connie, are you from Kentucky? Debbie is. Debbie, is that the lady that was just talking? Debbie? No, that Connie. No, that was that. That was Connie. Right. Connie. I talked earlier, but I'm. Um, I didn't just now talk. Um, I told the story about inviting people over to my house and playing. Yes, and oh, I I just wondered where you're from. Yeah, I'm from Kentucky. You're from Kentucky. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Yes. I like Louisville. Oh, good. And yeah. I like Derby Pie. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> someone else we have a pie that? party at the convention this summer or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was supposed to be a Derby Pie on the auction last night. Did you guys there see was. There, there, there was. was. Oh. I can't remember how much it went for. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. high. I'm, 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 a couple hundred? Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm not surprised. We were debating as a, I'm on the board with the Kentucky Council of the Blind. We were debating what to donate. And, and we decided that Derby Pie was a tradition. We, just, <laughs> <laughs> we, we donate that pretty much every year. So it's not something that people oh, think. Oh, interesting. That. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we, we all are very familiar with it here. So. <laughs> all right. We've got another hand. Janine. Hi. Hi, Janine. Hi, Miss Pam. Hi, Sheila. Hi, Danette. Hi, everyone. So <laughs> my holiday tradition um, is my birthday is December 13th. So it kind of fits oh. in the middle of all the holidays. So I normally, now that I live in Florida, and it because I grew up in California and life was in California, and then I lived in Indiana and it would be snowing. But now that I live here on my birthday, I go to a water park with friends and I pay for them. I get tickets and I say, I'll pay for you. You don't have to pay because, you know, admissions like a hundred or $50. So I pay for my friends who want to go to go to the water park with me. Nobody wants to go. Even Miss Sheila. <laughs> I don't do the water park. It's too cold in, the, in now. So, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. So I pay for my friends to go to the water park. And then at night I usually do a dinner with like 20 to 25 of my friends and we mm. go around the table. This is a tradition I started um, a few years ago, right when I lost my sight and I wanted to know people's um, what is their 
one of their favorite moments from this year or favorite events they did or favorite time mm-hmm. they spent with someone. Like what mm-hmm. was something from this year that has meant the most to you? And then what are you thankful and grateful for? Mm-hmm. Um, so two things we go around doing that. And then also I have my basket of birthday cards and each person takes a turn reading them because I can't read Aww. them. So I'm like, you get to read what, and my, <laughs> I'm like, you can't read your own card. Like that happened last year once, but it's okay. So it's very fun. funny to hear people reading other people's cards. They're like, really? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. So they describe the card and they read it. But I really love people hearing people's stories and for me, I like to give presents to my friends. So I make goodie bags for them. Like I'll make Aww. cookies and fudge or I'll, I'll give them candles or I'll make spice blends or mm-hmm. I, it's not a party without a goodie bag for me. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do that for me. I love to give the goodie bags and thank people. And I like hearing their stories because I've learned that it's not about stuff it's about mm-hmm. the memories and the moments that you make mm-hmm. with people because you can't take it with you. Mm-hmm. You know, Janine, I always appreciate every gift that someone d- gives me, whatever it is, because mm-hmm. they don't have to do it. But I will right. tell you that the people that that have touched my heart have been the homemade cookie people, okay, because <laughs> they were homemade. You, you know what I'm saying? They took the time or somebody who crocheted something. I mean, I, I appreciate people going to the store and buying gifts. It's not like that. But for mm-hmm. me, you know, I, somebody wrote one time on Facebook, and it's so true, and I've seen it other places, little things mean a lot. You know, sometimes we get hung up and it has to be the big thing and the expensive thing and the most thing. But sometimes it's just that little thing. And I'm not suggesting that what you do is little things. And the other thing is I volunteer to be your friend. Oh, do you? Well, this year, I think I'm going to give everybody. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it for my chapter too, but I'm probably going to make a wine cork Christmas trees. So everybody will have (laughs) decorations. Oh, that's so. cute. <laughs> Thank <laughs> but you. But I can mail you one. <laughs> oh, let me come to Florida. <laughs> okay, come. Right, Sheila? Uh-huh. Sheila, come on. We can invite her. We, you, can, um, you can have my meat from our food. Okay, <laughs> okay we've got one more hand, and we've okay. got about Thanks. two minutes. So, Thanks, Debbie. Pamsha. Yes, I'll make this quick. One tradition that I have, um, that I do, is I, a couple years ago, I went out on a limb, and I bought an O-Gage Lionel train set. And just because I could. <laughs> and I've always wanted to do trains, and this wasn't something that girls do. Too, Charlie. Um, yeah. well, so that's what I do. I have, uh, I'll be doing that this weekend, setting up my train set. And I, I bought the train set before I had grandsons, but now I have grandsons. And so mm-hmm. that's going to be, um, I'll be taught saying, hey, guys, I uh, want to come help me set up my train. And so it gives me uh, a time to connect with them as well. But uh, thank uh, that's, that's thank one of my you. traditions. So, thank you. And so I now, like Danette, that. well, thanks, Debbie. Now, Danette, we'll turn it back over to you. And thank you very I much like for that. having me. Thank you. <clears throat> okay, so so want to know information about Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, you can go to our website, aavl-blind-seniors.org. And I thank everybody for participating. And I want to thank Pam for for coming and Sheila for hosting, Greg for moderating, and Chanel for joining us.